Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. My name is Mark R. LePage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where each week I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise, all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. This is episode 294, and this week at Entree Architect Podcast, Herman Aparicio of Zero Sixty, the business accelerator for the AEC industry. This episode of Entree Architect Podcast is supported by our platform sponsors, RCAT, the online resource delivering quality building material information, CAD details, BIM specifications, and so much more at rcat.com, and FreshBooks, the cloud-based accounting software that makes running your small firm easy, fast, and secure. Spend less time on accounting and more time doing the work you love. Herman Aparicio, welcome to Entree Architect Podcast. Hi, Mark. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's great to have you here. Um, Herman is a project manager at Trimble Consulting Services, co-founder at Zero Sixty, a faculty member at Cal Poly Pomona, husband and father of two. He has uh, he's got a passion for technologies and uh, working with entrepreneurs who drive change and innovation in the industry. He has a proven track record of delivering large, complex building and infrastructure projects as a consultant working with leading owners, architects, engineers, builders, fabricators, and industry professionals worldwide. Herman is a, has a Bachelor of Architecture from Cal Poly Pomona and a Master's of Science in Design Computation from MIT. Herman, I shared a little bit about you right there, um, but I wanted to 
learn a little bit more about you. I want to talk about Zero Sixty a lot in this episode, but I want to know more about you and your origin story before we get to that. Um, so why don't we go back to where you discovered architecture, what inspired you to follow this path and share that journey from that point to where you find yourself today? Yeah. Uh, thanks again for having me and, uh, very excited to share, you know, zero 60 and my origin story. So I got into architecture very young. I think I, w- I always was one of those kids who always knew what I wanted to do. Um, and so, you know, all through middle school and high school sort of took art and design courses that were being offered by the school system, took drafting courses in high school, sort of carried that on to um, architecture school and undergrad at Cal Poly Pomona. It was really there at Cal Poly Pomona that I, that I became passionate about um, about architecture itself and design in general. I was introduced to uh, the many aspects of it and sort of what what you could do in this industry, you know, I, I found it very exciting there that uh, you could apply essentially what we learn as architects in many facets. And um, I think it was at Cal Poly that I think, you know, um, I got very excited also about the application of technology in architecture and got deep into sort of learning various software tools and uh, building things uh, very early on. And then, so after Cal Poly, what, where, where did you go, and what did you do? Yeah, I had, I had, uh, you know, professors that inspired me at Cal Poly uh, to take what we had learned um, from the various courses there in, in studio, um, and uh, you know, apply that in practice. So, right after Cal Poly, I think I went to go work for uh, Arab Design Engineering Firm. Um, I had a, a mentor at Cal, that was teaching at Cal Poly at the time, Nate Wittesek, who was leading a, a group at Arab uh, with the with the fire fire group there, and brought me on and uh, had the opportunity to work on a number of exciting projects there. Um, and I think it was you know there that I realized that I I wanted to dive deeper into this space of uh, design and computation. I wanted a technical degree. So I had applied to grad school and uh, applied really to MIT was the only school that I had applied to. I figured if if I didn't get into MIT, I wasn't going to grad school Uh, (laughs) just because of of the great program that they have there. I was very excited. My one of my undergrad professors had gone through the design and computation program there. um, You know, I I learned a wealth of knowledge from them. Uh, And uh, I, yeah. Applied to the program, got accepted, and decided to go go study uh, more technical background at the university. And so, where where did that lead you? Once you had an architecture degree and a technical degree, what 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 came next? Yeah, um, you know, MIT had was a great experience, very humbling experience. Met a lot of uh, exciting, interesting people. I think it was there that. Um, you know, I'd, I also had the opportunity to uh, start teaching as a teacher assistant. And right after grad school, I got an opportunity to come uh, teach in California at the college, uh, California College of the Arts in San Francisco, uh, UC Berkeley, and, and sort of got into the academic world for a, a little bit. And um, also doing some 
research work with various organizations, including uh, companies like AECOM and Autodesk, sort of exploring um, or continuing some of the, the research that I had done in grad school and exploring new areas that I thought were exciting related to design and computation. And I think it was during that time also that um, I had a chance to work with uh, other incubators and accelerators kind of introduced to the startup world, which was uh, carried over you know, from the culture at, at MIT um, where MIT sponsors uh, a yearly competition I believe with the, with the business school there, Sloan, and uh, various people team up from the media lab and from other departments to pitch their startup companies and, and as a result, get um, seed funding to start their companies. And uh, I, I found that very interesting. And being in the Silicon Valley, you know, right after grad school and learning about um, various startup companies you know, at the California College of the Arts, sort of gravitated towards that and started uh, volunteering my time as a mentor uh, in one incubator named Mix and Stir at the time, uh, which was very, very exciting to to learn. Um, around the same time, you know, I was continuing research, sort of exploring this other area of startup companies and uh, was reached out by my uh, graduate um, mentor at the time, um, uh, sorry, <clears throat> Dennis Sheldon, uh, who was one of the founders at Gary Technologies and asked if I was interested in teaching at UCLA. And I always had a home base here in Los Angeles. So it was, uh, you know, my wife was living here in Los Angeles at the time and I was working in the Bay Area, just uh, decided to come home and take up his, his offer to start teaching at UCLA. We did a a studio there together and then found myself uh, working at, at Gary Technologies soon after that. And Gary, Gary Technologies is the spinoff from Gary, Frank Gary's architecture firm, right? That's that, that develops the technology that allows Frank Gary and his firm to do the, the work that they do. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. This is a, a, a yeah, spinoff company. Um, actually, yeah. Spinoff company from, uh, Frank Gary, also founded by Dennis Sheldon, to, to help correct, uh, realize Frank's projects and uh, really projects of complexity. And so, so you started working there, and you're still there, right? Now, now it's it's Trimble, right? The Trimble is is the same company. When you hear Trimble, it's it's the former Gary Technologies, correct? Correct. Yeah, Trimble acquired Gary Technologies back in 2014. So I believe I was one of the last hires, uh, actually, uh, at Gary Technologies. And so I've been with um, Trimble Consulting now since what is that five plus years? Yeah, and that's so that's your main your main gig these days is is project manager with with Trimble and consulting. Yeah, that's that's kind of um, it takes up most of my time. You know, working as a consultant, working on various projects around the world, um, correct. And Zero Sixty. So you're you're a co-founder with with uh, Lucas Reams uh, with for Zero Sixty. Um, can you explain what Zero Sixty is and what inspired you guys to to pursue that? Yeah, Zero Sixty is uh, it's an accelerator program. I think that we're you know we're kind of um, 
as consultants were interested in sort of carrying some of the uh, legacy of Gary Technologies and this, uh, this idea to continue innovation and drive change in the industry. And, um, you know, the, the legacy of Gary Technologies is always focused on um, developing new things and working on the latest and greatest and trying to drive that change in industry. And um, I think we were really interested in starting this accelerator program to work with other startup companies like uh, Gary Technologies um, to be able to partner with various companies and uh, help them grow and drive this change. So how does, how does the program work? So yeah, the, the program's a three-month accelerator program. It's an equity-free program uh, where we offer startup companies uh, some potential uh, office space and really focus on personalized mentorship. Um, we also give them access to uh, potential industry-leading-edge technologies um, and global media and marketing spotlight opportunities. But Really, it's just focused on um, you know, helping these, these companies, providing them feedback on their products and services and helping them uh, scale uh, over this three-month period uh, by providing them with the feedback and introducing them to strategic clients uh, as part of the program. So, you're, so they, you are selecting um, a select group, a cohort of, of companies they come in to the accelerator. There's no equity, so it's not a venture capital uh, model. So you're not you're not investing in these companies financially. You're investing with them in terms of, of knowledge and IP, um, giving them resources to expand on their ideas, giving them facility, giving them access and to to influential people and networks uh, in order for them to be able to grow and and execute their their ideas is that correct right this uh, this unlike i guess a traditional um accelerator program right we don't take any equity in the company i think uh, a company should um own have full ownership of their startups you know these entrepreneurs like like ourselves i think come from uh, architectural a lot of them come from architectural backgrounds and um you know i think what we're really interested in was was really defined partners in the industry to help drive change and um, really help the next wave of entrepreneurs achieve their goals is really the inspiration behind this accelerator program. Although we are uh, interested in eventually being able to financially invest in some startup companies, we're, we're looking to start uh, building a, a fund ourselves and uh, we're exploring various ways of growing that at the moment, potentially um, by reaching out to strategic partners and, and building a consortium of sorts uh, to build a um, investment fund to, yeah, potentially, you know, invest in some of these companies and and uh, help them financial financially. Yeah. Do you find in in you've been through one cohort, correct? You haven't you haven't started the second yet, correct? Correct. Uh, so this, we launched this, I believe, back in 2018, and we've had um, one cohort go through. Uh, so the first cohort was really centered around generative design, project communications, and building efficiencies and time management. So we had uh, a few companies participate, um, 
including a company named Hypar, Monograph, and Tonic DM, all which received some uh, funding just a few months after participating in the accelerator program. So we're very excited about that. Um, and as, as part of that three-month period, you know, we, we work with them um, through various ways of participation, including uh, some client demos. Uh, so we had them come in and, and present to some strategic clients and provide this targeted feedback on their uh, products and services. We also offered them some mentor days. So we brought in some experts uh, from within Trimble for the various areas that they might have needed help with. You know, each startup um, has, faces different challenges, whether it be uh, financial, technical, or um, uh, just sort of looking at their their business model. And so that's the type of mentorship, you know, from the that we can provide for tapping into the wealth of knowledge uh, within uh, Trimble Global uh, or as a whole, having um, other experts who've started and ran their own companies have been acquired by a larger company as well. I think that that type of feedback is they found very valuable. Um, but in addition to that, we also host uh, industry events and attend sort of uh, various conferences in which um, we, we uh, jointly host and uh, bring, yeah, bring awareness to the companies. We will be right back to our conversation after this quick break to say thank you to our platform sponsors here at Entree Architect, Arcat, and FreshBooks. You know, it's what many professionals in architecture dread, editing down a manufacturer's specification. Don't you hate that? You're staring down a 54-page specification, and you really only want one product and all its attributes. That's it. You know there's a better way. And it's not throwing the entire specification into the project documents. No, it's RCAT. RCAT's Spec Wizard. Spec Wizard is a patented, one-of-a-kind, automated spec writing tool that allows you to specify a product in minutes, not hours. Just select the products and the options you want to specify and generate a three-part CSI spec in minutes. That's it. In minutes. One, two, three. Best of all, it's free. It's free. There's no requirements for registration. You don't have to pay for it. It's free. Go to rcat.com today. That's arcat.com and build better content with Spec Wizard. Do you remember when you started your small firm? It wasn't easy, right? It took a lot of late nights, early mornings, and the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, You've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little bit easier for yourself? Well, our friends at FreshBooks have a solution for you. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners like us. It's simple, intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than that dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. Create and send professional looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part, FreshBooks grows alongside your business. So as you grow, it grows. You'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. Join the 24 million people who've already used FreshBooks. Try it for free 
for 30 days. No catch, no credit card, free for 30 days. Visit entrearchitect.com slash freshbooks. entrearchitect.com slash freshbooks. And let them know that we sent you by entering Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section to get started. RCAT and FreshBooks. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. Do they have to m- physically move to the, to the space? Is that part of the, the, the requirements? No, so I think initially we were interested in having it be local here in in Los Angeles. Uh, We had an office in Marina del Rey that was being uh, marketed as sort of Silicon Beach, right? Trying to uh, follow the model of uh, Silicon Valley there in the Bay and uh, attract tech firms here to Los Angeles. And so we sort of were uh, playing on that and we're hoping to attract, um, you know, startup companies in AAC specifically uh, around the LA area to participate as part of the accelerator program. But as we we launched the the program and got word out, we found ourselves with a lot of interest internationally, uh, which is surprising. We started getting um, applications from people in Europe, uh, people from really all over, from uh, Asia, from um, various countries, other parts of uh, the U.S. and we thought, why not open it up? You know, it's, it's just such a, a small, I think, pool of startup companies in our industry, just a small industry. It made sense not to just have it uh, regionalized, but to open it up globally and have uh, other other companies participate. So at the moment, um, uh, we have three uh, new companies, which are sorry, four new companies, which we're excited to announce um, this last week that are going through the program. They're all located in various parts of the world. So we have a, a startup company named Soul Liquid that is uh, coming to us from Paris. Um, we have another company called uh, testfit.io uh, focused on generative design. The first is focused on uh, uh, 3D printing through suspension, liquid suspension 3D printing, I should say. Uh, testfit.io, which is IO, which is focused on generative uh, design, it's based um, in in Texas. We have a third company named Jam Collective uh, that's really based throughout the United States, made up of uh, six designers that um, came together to help um, build a network of um, uh, small firms compete against large firms the winner of the and practice then, innovation lab the first practice innovation lab right correct correct and um and, lastly, and a winner of the business plan competition the charette venture group business competition jam was jams are jam is a, a friend of entree architect you know we uh we've we've had them on the show uh they're they're doing some great things yeah yeah so uh we're lucky they're um they're participating in the uh, fall cohort this year and really excited to work with them to help, uh, you know, scale that that platform into uh, a much larger um, endeavor. And the last company I wanted to mention was uh, Join.Build, um, which is a very exciting company focused on pre-construction and building out a platform. Uh, founders coming from, you know, all the founders have various in- interesting stories. 
these ones in particular um, coming from Flux.io, which is a previous Google company, and um, from New Forma, so some seasoned uh, vets there. So, what are the what are the requirements in order to apply? Are these are these companies that are already formed as companies, or can uh, a, a group of people who have an idea come and apply to this to zero sixty? Yeah, I think. I think there is no formal requirements. It's pretty open. You know, it can range from anything from an idea to um, a full-fledged company. I think at the moment we've been working with with companies, um, you know, who, who are beyond a little bit of an idea and maybe have a uh, a uh, working prototype of sorts or already a product that that they're trying to grow, um, just because of the the type of value that. That we think we can offer those type of companies, right? It, it's um, it's different than working with a uh, company that just has an idea. Although eventually, I think we'd like to get there. You know, maybe tap into a lot of the talent that's coming from the universities. Being a academic professor, being able to take some, you know, a recent graduate with an idea who wants to start their own company, and really be able to offer them uh, the opportunity to start their own company. I think would be an exciting place to be at yeah. because we also run a consulting firm. You know, we also, uh, um, I think the most value that we can provide, we're really looking, sorry, is uh, for like-minded people uh, who are interested in driving change in the industry and offering innovative solutions and being able to partner with them, right? Um, as part of our consulting services. And um, so that's why I think we've, lean towards uh, more mature companies that are just beyond a little bit, sure. uh, beyond an idea. And so are these f- four companies in the new cohort, are they, are they coming to LA or are they, or are you going to do th- some remote access to them? And so this, this cohort, this, this go around is going to be mostly uh, remote. Um, so we scheduled a number of uh, conference calls, you know, everything's digital. A lot of the projects that we work on, are global where we have teams in one part of the world and the other uh, part of the team in the other part of the world. Interestingly enough, um, you know, Gary Technologies had developed uh, technology to facilitate that effort, right? Working with 3D models and having teams in different parts of the world develop technology to help bring those teams together. Uh, and more and more, we use these types of technologies on our, our engagements as a consulting firm. Um, so I think it is only natural for us, right, to be able to to run a cohort uh, remotely. So we have a number of conference uh, calls scheduled throughout the series where we check in with them, or able to conference call in for client demos or mentor days. Uh, but we do have strategic um, times when we want the companies to come in in person, sure. uh, specifically. For industry events, I think it just um, makes sense to be able to have that face-to-face time uh, for specific conferences that are hosted throughout the year. Uh, also, uh, at the end of the cohort, we have a, a graduation right, where we um, essentially demo the, the work that these companies have done and invite uh, various industry experts, venture capitalists, and uh people who might want to invest in the company themselves. That, that must be a very exciting day. Yeah, we, we had a very successful graduation 
um, last year for the, our first cohort and in partnership with the A plus D Museum. So it's local here in Los Angeles and also in partnership with the AIA and um, invited a number of, of companies to participate in that. And we're overwhelmed with um, uh, people who, who had interest and who showed up for this event. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I would do that. I would fly out there for that. That's a, that sounds like a really exciting thing to watch and, and see happen. Um, so what's the future? What's, is there a, is there a third cohort planned? And if so, how do, how do uh, companies apply for it? Yeah, I think at the moment um, we're focused on the second cohort. You know, this is, uh, we just actually kicked off this last week. And um, we are running through the beginning of, of 2020. Ideally, we'd like to start doing one or two of these a year. I think that's so much uh, bandwidth that we have at the moment. And like I said, focused on uh, potentially growing um, a fund here. But uh, for people who are interested in participating either as a, uh, as a company or potentially provide some mentor expertise. You know, I don't think it's the mentors are just uh, open or sorry, uh, available, you know, to Trimble, but also to the wider industry. I think we'd love to bring expertise right from various spaces or even outside our industry. If you have a, a, a interest in business or uh, interested in just uh, technology or um, in architecture, we also, um, are taking applications for mentors. So in addition to companies, mentors, or investors, they could all go to 060.io and uh, I'll, you know send us their contact information. And depending on the companies that we have, we try to bring a, a group of uh, mentors and experts right, to help them with their specific challenges. So a company that might need some uh, help with their business plan will bring some business experts to take a look at that or look at their, uh, yeah, their business model, whether it, it be a, a cloud-based model or subscription-based model, uh, looking at licensing as one example, we'll bring some experts in that space to, to hash out those, those details. Yeah, what a great program. So it's 060.io, it's all spelled out, Z-E-R-O-S-I-X-T-Y.io. Um, so if you're interested, whether you're a mentor or an investor or a company who wants to be part of the next cohort. Go check that out at 060.io. Uh, Herman, before we move on to uh, wrapping things up, I'd love to ask you the same question that I ask everybody who comes on this show. Uh, we, have a, 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 we have over 200 answers to this question, uh, so I would love to hear your answer. What is one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow? That's yeah, a great question. Um, you know, for me, it'd, it'd be finding uh, like-minded partners, right? Um, that's why we're, we're working. We started this accelerator program to work with these startup companies. And that's that's a great way to diversify your business um, or differentiate your business, I should say, is to, you know, as everybody's trying to be innovative and differentiate themselves, it seems like everybody's using the same technology. So why not um, work with a small company, a startup company like yourself and um, leverage their technology to really, really leverage that and differentiate yourself. That's great. Uh, so it's 060.io. Uh, you can find Herman on LinkedIn and Twitter. You can just search for him. We'll also have links to everything 
on the show notes. This is episode 294. Uh, so you can go to entrearchitect.com slash episode 294, and we'll have links to, uh, to the website and to social media and everything else that we talked about today. Um, Herman, I really appreciate you coming on the show uh, and sharing your knowledge. Um, I'm, I'm super appreciative of what Zero Sixty is doing with with what you and Lucas are doing, uh, and the team over at Zero Sixty to help promote the profession, to help expand the profession, uh, and help the profession grow. So I appreciate you for what you do and what you're doing at Zero Sixty. Thanks for being here at Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you for having us. You just finished listening to Entree Architect Podcast, episode two hundred ninety four with Herman Aparicio of Zero Sixty. If you like this show and you want to share it with a friend, the link to share is entrearchitect.com slash episode 294. All the show notes and all the links and everything we discussed are, is right there at the show notes at entrearchitect.com slash episode 294. I'd appreciate it if you would share that link with a friend so we can keep on growing here at Entre Architect. We're growing because of you. So thank you. And if you're looking for a simple, efficient way to learn what you need to know to grow your small firm, then join the hundreds of other entrepreneur architects who are already registered at Entree Architect Membership. 60 minutes every month, live training and Q&A. Then you can get right back to work. Join us today at entrearchitect.com slash join. That's entrearchitect.com slash join. You'll find all the information about the membership right there at that link, entrearchitect.com slash join. Love, learn, share what you know. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like, how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris owners of Level Studio Architecture are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then you know in your head you've rooted like oh i'm connected to these people like long term the process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges demanding meticulous planning flawless execution and unyielding resilience i kind of hate the term because it's so overly used but i think everybody knows imposter syndrome and i think it's it's so real to this day i i, I don't know if it's with everybody but with me i'm always questioning like us? Can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my the one that God. came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? 
Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> and so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like, that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.